Oh boy, here we are. We're back inside the Roach Motel. How are you? I'm so wonderful. The Roach, fresh off the road, all over the place. Of course, last week I mentioned I was in uh, Saratoga Springs and Poughkeepsie, and those were a great time. I came back to do the podcast, left again, went into outer space, got abducted by the mothership down in Austin, had a blast down there. Thank you to everybody uh, down there. And uh, including Tom Segura for uh, having me on his shows at the Mothership. Thanks to Brian Simpson for having me on his shows at the Mothership. And thanks to Joe Rogan for building the damn place. But other than that, uh, look for me on some YMH content coming up very soon. Also, look for me down the road. Going to be with Annie Letterman in... Uh, where am I going to be? Oh, San Antonio in Texas. Just got done with Salt Lake City. And guess what? If you saw the roach down there, guess what? He's going to be coming back down the road here in the fall. So look for that date. Other than that, we've got shows in the fall stacking up. Uh, we've got Souljols in Pennsylvania. That's in October. I've got La Jolla Comedy Store, December. I've got Tampa Bay, Christmas time. So things are filling in the summer a little bit lighter than I would like. Going to be at the Ice House with Tom Segura. I don't know if that's announced, but I just announced it, I guess. Uh, but nevertheless, going to be there. And that's happening in August, I think. So n- keep your eyes peeled for the Roach out and about. And keep your eyes peeled to the Instagram at Josh underscore Potter. The Twitter at J underscore Potter. The link tree always updated with new dates and links. And we're going to get the Twitch back, baby. It's coming Look for an announcement on the Instagram as to a date because it's going to be coming very soon. We're going to warm up because Josh Allen's on the cover of Madden. And that's a big thing for the Roach over here. Big deal. So I'm excited about that. Get subscribed to twitch.com slash Josh underscore Potter. Also, we have the Patreon. Patreon.com slash the Josh Potter show. Just look for me on there. Five bucks a month. Whole other podcast doing Zoom hangs. It's a good time. So that being said. We also have Kirsten here. How are you, Kirsten? I'm good. We have Alex in the booth, and we also have Milo in the booth today because uh, I have to give Rob a congratulations on the birth of his child. I think I neglected to do that last week. Congratulations, Rob. Everyone's healthy, and so Rob is on paternity leave. But we've got lots of uh, fun things in store for you this week. Next week, by the way, big, big guest. Big, big guest. Just want to upfront let you know about that but we have so many sports things to get to that i thought we'd get to the news first and uh, get that wrapped up because oh my lord the sports world is just dripping with news and the top the headlines today it's a dating story. I mean, we topped the last couple of shows with uh, some celebrity dating things. What with, uh, you know, the man who was kissing all the people at his concerts from the 1975 breaking up with Taylor Swift. Now, this one's about a couple getting together. Bill Murray is dating Kellis, the milkshake lady. And boy, oh boy, I think in his age... You would think Bill Murray would be lactose intolerant, I mean, by this point, but good golly. (laughs) Kellis, I think she's like 47 and he is 
80 something just a wild sort of uh union here let's see if anybody can shed light as to how this even came about oh it says kellis is 43 and he's 72 i'm i should have just read the story and i would have gotten the ages but kellis is making light of the rumors that she is involved romantically with bill murray the milkshake singer 43 replied to a user who commented on her latest instagram post asking if she was dating the 72 year old actor ma'am would you care to address these bill murray allegations because damn what he doing with all that? Oh, so this user, I was giving him an accent that probably isn't actually how he speaks. If I were to venture to guess based off of the uh, vernacular used. Uh, Kellis responded, LOL, no, babe, I wouldn't bother at all. What does that mean? Now I'm not. So she's not dating him. Is that what we're led to believe? Bill Murray didn't hit that. Kirsten, what do you think? I mean, are you? Are you watching this? <clears throat> I thought you were paying attention. I, I have a theory, but it comes a little later in the article. All right, ma'am, would you care to address? We already aired that. Earlier this week, The Sun claimed Kellis was seeing the Ghostbusters star, Murray, whose second wife, Jennifer Butler, died back in 2021, 13 years after their divorce, was previously photographed watching Kellis's performance at the Mighty Hoopla Music Festival in London. Uh, Kellis has been open about her grief in the year since losing her husband, so they both lost husbands and wives and perhaps they were just kind of uh coming together to console one another maybe relating on that level and then they fucked or he's a ghostbuster and he's helping them find their late partners <laughs> that could be yeah he's i mean well don't they usually kill the I didn't, i'm not gonna lie to you folks <laughs> i've seen ghostbusters but i just don't it doesn't it didn't stick with me if you can bust a ghost you can probably find it he wants to bust in a ghost, his <laughs> ex-wife. He wants to get her back. Get her back to bust in her. Is that a porno? Bust in ghosts? <laughs> it's gotta be, right? Bust in ghosts! Do they start off looking for like the other person's partner, but in the end, they fall for each other? Maybe. I mean, that would that's kind of what I was thinking. They were trying to come together to find the ghosts of their ex-lovers, and then they just... Or just, you know, at the very least, on a, if we're not talking humorously here they could just be coming together and be like i lost my husband i lost my wife and then they just go ah, nah, nah. you know what i'm saying i'm a very private person generally especially when there is family involved but there's no denying the impact and evolution my husband's passing had on my life i get asked about it all the time well i want to know more about how people or why people think you're fucking bill murray Bill Murray meanwhile father of six he shares sons blah blah blah, blah. uh it would be nice to go to some of these things and have a date to have someone to bring along. Oh, now it's just sad. So, like, people made up this rumor and people are, like, investigating to see if the rumor's true and we just get a sad reality about two grieving people in their middle and elder ages. <coughs> well, God, I mean, if we didn't just <laughs> tell you Santa isn't real, I mean, that's basically <laughs> what this story was. It was just a giant bummer. It's like, hey, guess what? We're all adults and nothing's fun. That's what that article basically got to. So Kellis and Bill Murray aren't dating and Santa isn't real and God's probably fake. <laughs> Nothing good is happening in the world. That's what that article is trying to come to a conclusion of. But I think that's not true. We're going to get to the sports later and I'm going to show you plenty that's good going on in the world. But right now, Jefferson Nally sent this into joshpottershow at gmail.com. That's where you can send things in, folks. Send in your articles. Griffin Parker sent in another 
banger of an instrumental, you can send those in as well. Or you can just give me feedback or tell me how your day's going. I wouldn't mind that at all. But Jefferson Nally sent this in. It's about uh, someone putting wine in a tumbler instead of a glass. And by the way, I uh, I got to see if I, if I screen grab this because this isn't the first story, obviously, in the last couple of weeks we've had where violence occurred because of something minuscule going on during a date. This, in this case, evidently, a woman assaulted a man because he used tumblers for wine instead of wine glasses. Now, I don't know what a tumbler is for wine. I assume that was like... What I thought it was was something called a carafe, evidently. That's what I thought. Then when I found out that wasn't it, I didn't further investigate to find out what a tumbler is. Oh, like a fucking coffee mug? This is the first thing that came to my mind was literally a wine tumbler. Is that a wine tumbler? Is that for wine? That's like when you're outside. Yeah, it's when you're camping. but When you're camping or when you're by the pool, perhaps, and you don't want to have glass products with you. I get it. So this woman evidently wanted something a little bit more fancy. She didn't want the tumbler. Idiot woman! (laughs) And last week, we found out about a couple who... The gentleman got up in arms. Remember, he assaulted the woman because she made cauliflower cheese? Oh, yeah. I have to make an apology. Because both of us, all of us here, us dumb Americans, we assumed cauliflower cheese was fake cheese created from cauliflowers. Mm -hmm. Like vegans would eat. I don't even know if that... Is that how they make cheese, the vegans? Who knows? Who exactly. Cares? Who the hell knows if that's even the case? But I found, uh, oh, here. So Rob Martin sent me a DM. He says, hey, Josh, I'm sure you've had countless messages. I haven't. I have not. I had one snarky one that goes, they don't even know what <laughs> cauliflower cheese is. And I go, is it not? what?" And then I described what I just said to you about the vegans. No reply. But Rob Martin says, uh, here he goes, Uh, But just wanted to say about the real Timothy from Wales, the man who was like, you don't want to see the real Timothy because he got cauliflower cheese and he was about to stab his girlfriend. Uh, That cauliflower cheese is a dish in Britain made of parboiled cauliflower covered in rich cheese sauce topped with cheddar and then put in the oven until cauliflower is soft and the top is brown. I would love to be served that on my birthday, contrary to Timothy. Yeah, I think I'm on the other side of Timothy now. I think we all agreed with him freaking out about that before. I was confused last but... week because I thought we all understood that it was this dish on here, and I'm just now understanding that you thought it was it was cheese made of oh, cauliflower. Oh, you really thought it was? You knew well, what was, we were talking about? I was looking at this, and I was like, I, I love cheesy cauliflower. Me too. I don't know what the problem is. That's what I said. But I go, I well, that's speak delicious. Up because I was like one in a room of four <laughs> who were really passionate about fake cheese well again i thought it was fake cheese this was not what i had no idea i don't i don't know what the british eat fish and chips tea i mean uh i guess a scrumpet is that a thing (laughs) i don't know what you eat over there so i i mean my head blew out my my uh fucking nose on that one i blew my head out my dick (laughs) because I was like, oh, well, this is even crazier now because this is delicious looking, and I would love to have that, just like Rob Martin said here uh, when he sent me this email, joshpottershow at gmail.com. So this one is another fucking uh, story about people getting violent when it comes to simplistic things like the 
cauliflower cheese. It says a woman facing possible jail sentence after lashing out at her ex-boyfriend when she tried to rekindle their relationship. That's nice. They're, they were getting back together a little. One of those like, hey, let's see. Maybe we can work this out kind of thing. He bought a bottle of wine. Deca Ahmed, 41, turned up at the home of uh, Sylvester's Rulis, 28. I mean, good God with these names. Uh, I thought they were British. It was during the lockdown on April 15th, and she messaged him saying, surprise, I'm downstairs and I've got a bottle of wine. Now, this happened in the lockout or lockdown probably quite a bit. People were people who were already in relationships were breaking up left and right. And people who were formerly in relationships were probably like, I'm lonely. It is lockdown. Let me call up, uh, you know, Sylvester's and see how he's doing these days. So she comes over with the old wine. However, when he poured it into tumblers rather than wine glasses, she flew into a fit of rage and threw it at him. He dodged out of the way and it smashed into a cabinet. Ahmed then slapped him around in the face about 10 times and hit his housemate, Ralvis Melders. Where are these people coming from? (laughs) She slaps old Ralvis. With a belt before they were able to bundle her out of the house. That was when she dropped her or she dropped her knickers and defecated on his doorstep. <laughs> oh my lord, that is wild. First she got violent, and then they're like, "Get out!" They're like, "Phew, she's out of the house." Oh my lord, she's shitting on the doorstep. Look at this woman; she's crazy faced. Those are eyes that are. There's nothing behind them, like a doll's eyes. <laughs> oh, my Lord. How do you have a shit on deck where you can just <laughs> crank one out? I don't think a glass is going to stop the shit. I think she's going to do that either way. You just, I mean, when I have to shit, I have to shit. But I don't just go, you know what? I could shit right now. I never am that way. I'm never like, you know what? I think I want to shit. So I'm going to. I just am going to conjure shit in my body and shit it out no matter where I am. If I tried to shit right now, I'd be here all day. (laughs) I'd be here till tomorrow, probably. And this lady's just like, oh, yeah? I mean, god damn. I wonder, do they say the consistency of the shit? He appeared in court via video link as he is currently in custody on various charges, including stealing the doorbell of Ahmed's home. Ahmed said the that on the day she attacked him with a tumbler, she was at his house to retrieve the doorbell and he had invited her in for wine. So both of these people are cuckoo bananas. However, District Judge Alex Jones or Jacobs at Westminster's Blobbity Blue rejected her version of the events and convicted her of criminal damage and two counts of assault by beating. Yes, uh, darling, we don't have evidence of your doorbell, but we do have a pile of your shit on the front lawn of this man, or the front uh, door of this man's house, so I guess you're in trouble. The defendant became upset by the complainant drinking wine from a water glass rather than a wine glass. They call it a water glass, the tumbler, but there is, like you pointed out, specific wine tumblers. They must have put it in just some sort of reusable sort of uh, environmental water bottle type thing there. Her previous convictions make it apparent that when she is in the drink, she resorts to violence, including using glasses and throwing them towards the complainant. That means that when when this lady is tossing them back for us Americans, when in the drink, that means getting a little, you know, 
choking back on grandpa's old cough medicine. <laughs> she texted me saying, surprise, I'm downstairs and I've got a bottle of wine. She had six or seven glasses of whiskey and I had two or three. Oh my Lord. If you get a bottle of wine, you don't want to pregame it with six or seven <laughs> glasses of whiskey. Jesus. <laughs> I guess no wonder she was shitting her brains out. <laughs> Yeah, you know the consistency now. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I guess you could I guess that's better. Would you prefer it to just be something you could hose off like that or one that's like a pile you got to get a shovel or you got to get a glove? I would rather go out there with a hose and be like, "All right, at least it was translucent at the very <laughs> least." She was aggressive, rude, disrespectful. I went back to the bedroom and released uh, and realized she was using my phone. I saw Facebook was open and Instagram, and she added nasty text to my Facebook, which I deleted straight away. This lady was on a mission. Holy shit. Just waltzing up with a bottle of wine, infiltrating the home, and going immediately to the phone to just sabotage everything. Afterwards, she was outside banging on the door. Suddenly, it was silent. He was standing inside and looking at what was going on outside. He said she was urinating and shitting outside my main front door. Well, at least she got silent when she was doing that part of it, you know? <laughs> he didn't hear anything, you know, to, it's like, it just goes from screaming to farting all of a sudden. You're like, what's going on out there? Oh my Lord, what's happening? I saw from the third floor window that she was slapping him with a belt and she was trying to take his bicycle out and he was trying to take it indoors. Six police officers arrived and tried to pin her down. Uh, she will be sentenced at Crown Court at a later date. What a loony tune. Look at this lady. Oh my God. Oof, that picture right there just goes, I just look at that in my penis. It says, don't. <laughs> it's weird how my penis is like a Jiminy Cricket like that. There's some <laughs> wildly frightening women out there. And I'll go like, ooh, la la, this is kind of fun. And then my penis is like, uh-uh, we are not. You are not taking me in there. No. <laughs> Well, next up, another story coming to us by way of a perhaps, I don't know if he is or if he isn't a first-time Roach reporter, joshpottershow at gmail.com, of course, where you can send all of your reportings. Jacob Mullen, I'll remember it for next time because this story is pretty wild. Three women in North Carolina are, of, are accused of running a fight club among elderly people with dementia in an assisted living facility. Oh, you mean my fantasy? I mean, that's like what everyone dreams of doing at one of these things. You know, they're probably like, wouldn't it be so fun if we like made them fight each other and put bets on it? And everyone's like, yeah, if only we lived in a different time or a different country. I bet some countries they applaud this sort of thing. They're like, yes, empty the rooms. Nevertheless, Marilyn McKay and Tonancia Tyson and Tanisha Jordan are facing charges of assaulting an individual with a disability in connection with them allegedly encouraging residents of the Danby House in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, to fight each other. Investigators from Winston-Salem Police and North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services began looking into the center where the three women worked after receiving a tip, as first reported by the Winston-Salem Journal. There's a tip. Oh, they're making them, they're having an underground, <laughs> I wonder if they put the rules in place, they're like, rule one about Fight Club, don't talk about Fight Club, and then they're like, oh yeah, they won't remember what's going to happen anyway, they won't remember tomorrow, how did I get this bruise, oh, don't you remember you fell down the stairs, man, they probably kept it going for so long, 
I would be the guy that's like, did you hear about them f- making old people fight up the road? You just you can go. I won three grand last. (laughs) (laughs) This is just a small business. I like the entrepreneurship. One of the three women was heard telling an elderly resident with dementia who was fighting another resident to punch her in the face. The state report said, citing a video on the incident. Well, yeah, if she had that one in her bet, of course she's going to say that. (laughs) Another staff member could be heard saying, "Are you recording? And you going to send it to me?" (laughs) Well, that's how you fuck yourself is uh, starting to send tapes. But nevertheless, the women sometimes themselves became physically aggressive with the residents, the report said, with video showing one of them assaulting a resident while another one filmed the incident. Probably lost her a bet at that moment. No injuries were reported or discovered as a result of the fighting. Well, then there we go. What's the I bet they I bet they, you know, I mean, it's exercise. They get to have a little fun on the way out. And at the end of the day. The reason and risk there is when it comes to uh, fighting and why people probably shouldn't do it is because of the fact you could get CTE. If you already can't, you already have CTE, who gives a shit? (laughs) This is who should be fighting, not able-brained people. It should be people with already demented dementia brains. Just let them fight and there's what damage are we going to do, really? They might remember some things at the end of the day. A spokesperson for the Danby House, which is owned by Affinity Living Group, told NBC News on Tuesday that three women were fired in June after the management learned of the allegations. Danby House has a zero-tolerance policy for the mistreatment of those in our care. Administrators have been working closely with the Winston-Salem Police Department throughout its investigation to ensure justice is served, additionally staff training, and more rigorous vetting processes for new and existing employees at Danby House will be implemented. What do you do that's more? <laughs> uh, now, if I were to tell you that two of the residents were fighting, would you put $50 on one? <laughs> yes or no? No? Okay, good. You're hired. Because the last one, they, they answered that entirely different. That one should have gone in the sports, I feel like. it's At the end of the day, I think <laughs> that should be a sport. We should sanction it. I want to see more elderly people fighting. <laughs> I mean, come on. At the end of the day, it does us a lot of a lot of good and you could have some glory on your way out. Oh boy, oh boy. And this one is probably the top story of the week. I should have just led the show off with it, but so many people sent this one into Josh Potter's show at gmail.com uh, the Red Sox playing the Yankees an age old rivalry that goes back hundreds of years now at this point uh, happened this past weekend and Justin Turner of the Boston Red Sox was up to bat and he fouled a ball off of his bat so severely violently that it went up into the broadcast booth let's give it a listen John Sterling on the call and now the th- Three, two, swung on, a pop foul back here. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. <laughs> so once again, it'll be a gets, three, two. And he gets back on the call. I wish it played more of him on the call after the fact. You can pause it now. But yes, no, uh, 
John Sterling, by the way, so old that he could have been in a fight club at that home. That's how old. <laughs> John Sterling is an old man. So when he got hit with that ball, it actually shows great professionalism and uh, it shows that he's an old pro that he didn't curse on the mic when he got hit with that ball. There was no cursing. He just said, ow, ow. He gathered himself and then he got right back on the call and called the next pitch. He could have, I mean, he's such an old man. I could have seen him going. This is more of a tip of the cap to John Sterling than anything else for being so professional. Because he could have been like, Turner, lighting up. There's the foul, and it is way back there. Oh, fuck! Oh, my fucking head! I'm bleeding out of my fucking head. Like, he could have gotten, I would have gotten, the man is cut up. He had to get stitches. Do we have a picture of him? Oh, there's the ball. Look at he's got a fucking he's like, ah, he's probably concussed. I mean, this man severely concussed. Yeah. I mean, this is why it doesn't matter if you let elderly people fight in a fight club because he got hit in the head and no one even was. They made him finish the game. And there's Justin Turner signing the foul ball. And it says, uh, I think I forget what the what he wrote as far as a message goes on there. Do we have another angle of it? Because I think we have the angle of him getting fucking jacked in the face from the booth. Here it is right here, the Sterling cam. And now the 3-2 th- oh, swung on, a pop foul back here. Ow! Ow, oh, fuck! Ow! Ow! It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. How did he not... Now that I'm watching, it's like, where is he looking that the ball just fucking... He just assumes that it's not going to make it up there. And he... I mean, the ball is coming at him, and he's watching the game and calling it. He's like, it's fouled back. And he doesn't even, like, flinch. It looks like it takes a weird bounce, though, so I think it hits something in front of him and then bounces up into his face. Let's see. Foul back here. Oh, yes, okay. But still, no, it bounces on the counter in front of him. Like, it comes wildly close to him on that first bounce. Did you see the first bounce? It really hit me. It I lands didn't know it coming back on that the ball. desk. I can't tell. And now the 3-2 right. swung on, a pop foul back here. Ow! I don't know. It lo- yeah, maybe. Did he maybe forget further that down the desk? But I don't know. You know what it looks like? It looks like he forgot that there wasn't glass on the window in front <laughs> of him. That I mean, I would have done that too. That would have been my mistake. He thought his glasses were the glass. Or I would have like the opposite would have happened, and I would have leaned forward and been like, "Oh, this open window," and jacked <laughs> my face on it. But yes, everybody sent that bad boy in. John Sterling getting decked in the head. Uh, with a foul ball from Justin Turner. And another baseball thing that occurred, and this is, obviously, if you've been watching the Josh Potter show from the beginning, episode, I don't know, three is when Nick Castellanos first launched a line drive into left center during Tom Brenneman's apology. I think that was, like, early, early on in the program. It had to be the first five episodes. And if you haven't seen it, it became uh, a thing that on this show became a running bit. And obviously, uh, eventually, we had Tom Brenneman on as a guest. Go watch that episode if you haven't seen it. First interview he ever did on this very podcast. And then he went on to do more podcasts. So thankfully, uh, we got him out of his shell a little bit. But here's the incident, if you don't know, the initial one where Nick Castellano, still on the Cincinnati Reds at this point, hits a home run during an apology after Tom Brenneman said something on the air. Out of my heart, I'm so very, very sorry. 
I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. So Tom Brenneman, what he did was he said a bit of a slur on a hot mic and then had to apologize. And during the apology, he called a home run, which everyone, it went viral. And since then, Nick Castellanos has hit a home run during wild points in a broadcast, whether it be them announcing the death of somebody, whether it be a, a person apologizing the way Tom Brenneman did for making a mistake, a gloomy story perhaps of like this person uh, just found out that they have, uh, in fact, cancer, and then they would Castellanos would hit a home run. Well, the curse continues for Nick Castellanos as this haunts him uh, throughout his days now, even as he is playing for the Philadelphia Phillies. This is the latest one, and again, this one was sent into Josh Potter Show at gmail.com so many times. So thank you for finding it, and keep your eyes peeled for these, by the way, folks. Here it is, the latest. All right, so baseball obviously has this crazy relationship with ALS because of Lou Gehrig. Oh, uh, but there's been a lot of folks, yourself included, Sarah Langs, John Shambi, who's Chicago Cubs television broadcaster, as that ball is rocketed down the left field line. That is a fair ball, one hop off the wall. Guthrie can run. He's being way told around third. Here's the corner played by Baez. So it's not even happening with just home runs anymore. The man just hits a ball, and they have to be talking about ALS and Lou Gehrig's disease. It's like, good God. Pick any other batter at the plate to do that, right? That's what it's—I mean, that's what everybody's saying at this point. It's At this point, if you are seeing that Nick Castellanos is coming up to the plate and you go, Thank God we got that sob story here. They're saving it now. I feel like they're deliberately doing it. They're trying to go viral, I feel like, at this point. He was praying that was going to be a home run because it would have gone even more viral. If it was a home run, it would be double the vir virality that it is. Only, of course, the people who are paying close attention, like the roaches out there who send in their roach reportings, they caught this one. But the world didn't pick up on this one quite as much as the others because it wasn't a home run. But they're trying. You can tell. They're trying. Next up, we have uh, some folks went to the White House, the Kansas City Chiefs, finally. I wonder why it took so long. It seems like that's something that you do right after the Super Bowl, but they just went, and there were some funny things that came out of it, including uh, Travis Kelsey here at a press conference. This would have been funny if he actually said some wild shit, but let's see what, he's, what he does. There's Travis Kelsey. So I've been waiting for this. <laughs> See, at first when I saw that, I thought it was even funnier because I thought Travis Kelsey went up there and started talking and then a secret service or something came up. But that's just Patrick Mahomes pulling him off. I would have like loved him to go up there and be like, you know, I have uh, I've been waiting for this moment. And then he just says something about like like wild, like 9-11 is an inside job or something like he gets like crazy. That open mic right there. I mean, that is like that must have been an electric feeling. He must have had just lightning surging through his body. And then Patrick Mahomes. I wonder if they plan that as a bit, because no way Patrick Mahomes would be that on point to walk over and be like, oh, hey, get him out of here. And then he just goes off like that's that seems like it was a planned idea of some sort. But, man, that presidential seal, you get up behind that. The aliens have invaded Iowa. You know, you just pick a thing. <laughs> you just say something crazy in front of there. 
It looks like a movie at the end of the day. But also, uh, Andy Reid was talking about the food at the White House. Now, Andy Reid is a head coach in the NFL for the Kansas City Chiefs who is a fat man. I mean, this man is large. And he's lost quite a bit of weight, actually. He's been fatter in his day, but there he is right there. Uh, He's got a very distinct look. And, you know, in a way, he's the Lizzo of the NFL, if I can relate it to you in any sort of capacity, where people love how fat he is. They don't want him to get help, it seems. They're like, oh, Andy Reid is skinnier? What a bummer. I I liked when Andy Reid was super fat and unhealthy. That's crazy. And they love talking to him about food because even though the man is a multi, 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 multi millionaire, he still eats like hot dogs and fucking uncrustables and shit. Like he, that's all he talks about. So they, the reporters love asking him about what shitty food did Andy Reid eat today? Hey, Andy, how did you clog your arteries and ruin your heart even more so that you aren't with us as long as you're supposed to be? That's basically the press conferences with Andy Reid at, at the end of the day. So they're asking him about the food that he had at the White House, not uh, what did you say to the president? Uh, what did the president say to you? You know, tell us about how monumental it is to get to go to the White House again for a second time with a different president. Yada, yada, yada. There could have been endless questions when someone makes a trip like this that's once in a lifetime, maybe uh, even more once in a lifetime since it was twice in a lifetime. But no, they ask him about the food because... Uh, Oh, we love Fat Andy Reid. So here, let's play it. A French toast, grilled cheese, and ham sandwich uh, that they sprinkled a little bit of powdered sugar on. I mean, it was phenomenal. Uh, the guys were, and it was. That's nonsense, right? I mean, what the hell did he, for, I mean, it sounds, I'm sure it's opulent. It's at the White House. So they probably <laughs> concoct things that you and I haven't even thought of. And Andy Reid, obviously, his head's exploding if he remembers these details down to the T like this. So it's French toast with ham. A ham sandwich and grilled, like, so it's a ham and cheese on French toast with sugar sprinkled on top? Is that what I'm led to believe? That's what it sounds like. Would that be good? I don't know. That seems gross. Yeah, it sounds like a McGriddle. Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe it is like a McGriddle and that's why he likes it. I don't prefer, I don't, I'm a bad person to have sort of an opinion on this, I guess, because I think it all sounds gross. Uh, so start it over. Let's see the like, joy in his face when he talks about this. <laughs> this like, con- there. I mean, it's just kind of wild that the White House has like such crazy food items, and it's like, you know, I'm not one to clutch pearls, but it's like then you see people starving, and you're like, in the in our country, and you're like, oh, the, but the White House has powdered sugar on their fucking <laughs> French toast and everything. It's I mean, it's obvious. It's one of these things, but it's just kind of gross at the end of the day. Play it. A French toast, grilled cheese, and ham sandwich. Uh, that they sprinkled a little bit of powdered sugar on. I mean, it was phenomenal. Uh, the guys were, and it was, uh, there was abundance of this. Uh, abundance, and, yeah, a disgusting and amount. And they had uh, chicken fingers, exotic chicken fingers. And then maybe the best part was they had... Uh, exotic chicken fingers? Before, you know what that is? That's the fingers of minorities and homeless. That's what, <laughs> I, that's what that is. He doesn't even know he's eating human discard remains. That's what he's eating. Keep, I mean, how exotic could the chicken fingers be? They called them chicken strips, and he was like, yeah, they <laughs> Maybe did. that's all it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah They're they chicken did. tenders <laughs> at the end of the day. They called them chicken tenders? <laughs> Play it. Keep playing. Which I hadn't seen before, but little bite-sized squares of the heart of the watermelon. The watermelon has a heart? What does that mean? He just said he's never seen a cube of watermelon. <laughs> that's what I've said. <laughs> is that all it is? It's just the cube of a watermelon? He's never seen... 
What's the like, heart? I think he just means like the flesh that you eat. I think yeah, he just the, means, the pink I think part? he just means the inside. So is is this a case of I'm dumb and I don't know what he's talking about? Or is it a case that he's so dumb that he's never just seen a simple square of watermelon before? I think he's never seen a simple square of watermelon before. He's like, I've only ever seen the triangles. Or is he more smart than me in a million levels because he's being sarcastic right now? And he's talking about it in a way where he's shitting on the White House for being actually low rent and having cubes of watermelon and chicken fingers. Now maybe I'm... Is Andy Reid a genius? Is Andy Reid trolling me? He seems me? actually like very impressed. I'm second guessing everything. He said I've never seen anything like it. I know, but could he be trolling? Is it a sarcastic, like, I thought I was going to go to the White House and have, like, crazy things, and they just had chicken fingers and watermelon. You know what I mean? He's like, and he's saying it in a way where he's like, exotic chicken finger. You know what I mean? Now I, ever since Luke Rutz <laughs> and T-Bone earlier <laughs> in the year, have, I have trust issues, and I don't know if Andy Reid, I'm not, like, in Andy Reid's head enough to understand if he's, like, a jokester on that level where he would shit on the White House food spread so just perfectly because that's what I'm starting to think. He's really actually, because he is a multi-multi-millionaire. He's no. probably like, the spread at the White House was dog shit. It's like when Trump went in there and was like, this is, I have to live in this shithole. Because <laughs> the White House is like old now at this point and small and like, People, you know, TikTok stars have better houses than the White House, which is probably a more of a, a representation of this com- country than anything else. But you're just still Googling watermelon. <laughs> I was just going to say, I mean, like if he misspoke and meant like watermelon balls, but he just somehow said cubes, I'd forgive him. Is that even? I mean, the watermelon balls are kind of cool. You can just shave I'll them into it. that watermelon balls. Yeah, use a scoop, but it's be better cool than you, the common cube. It'd be cool if they had vodka in them. That'd be fun. Uh, we're getting info that the heart, quote unquote, is the sweetest part and it's the seedless part right in the middle. So maybe they got the, the secret inner oh. amount of watermelon. Thank yeah, you, I'm, Milo. I'm going to go with he's a good call, Milo. Thanks for knowing, being cultured and knowing about uh, the watermelons and their hearts. I didn't know they had organs, frankly. Uh, I prefer the watermelon's lungs. Um, <laughs> but... I don't know. It's I'm, I, my brain's in a fucking my brain's in a pretzel. My brain's in a pretzel. If you are familiar with Andy Reid and you think he's being, I want to like set up a poll. Is Andy Reid being facetious or is he genuinely impressed? I mean, there's nothing that you're going to be able to Google to find that out. It's something of which that I uh, I, I wonder if anybody in the room can hit me up about that one. But here we should move on because uh, other sports are going on. I mean, the NBA Finals, by the time this broadcast airs, it could very well be decided. The NHL Finals, same thing. We could be out of sports for the year other than baseball. I love baseball, so I don't fucking care. But, uh, you know, it does make for less content at the end of the day, things that we could draw from. So in the hockey world is a, a wonderfully talented and very pretty reporter, Samantha Rivera. She is a boss, though, because look at how she deals with some maniac on this broadcast. A very loud crowd here at T-Mobile Arena. Obviously, Vegas fans enjoying the less than ideal night. And there's a ball into the night. That was crazy. I mean, I've seen so many people like storm into a uh, a live shot before. You know, you see people do uh, like fucker in the pussy and they say other wild shit, uh, you know, throughout the years. 
they would run in and do these things. And I've seen people deal with it where they completely cower and they let the person just basically take it over or they get frightened. And I've seen it where people have done things like yell at them and it comes, it turns into an even crazier situation. Samantha Rivera handled it like a, a fucking MMA fighter or something. She just stiff arms the guy. He doesn't even get into this shot. Two little shoves and someone comes in and collects him and she continues on. It's like, I wish I was an award. I should give an Orochi award for like best reporter of the year because I mean, like in real life, because she, I mean, her and John Sterling would be the two top runners now. John Sterling getting blasted in the face with a baseball and not cursing on a hot mic. And her just going, nope, nope, and stiff arming a guy while like looking into the camera still. It was almost like she was going to continue on with her her stats or whatever the hell she was describing the atmosphere in the arena that night. And she, she just went right back into it. After that guy, I think he was a Vegas fan, judging by the color of the jersey that came into screen. Then again, I'm blind and don't know what I'm fucking talking about. So I'm not sure if that was or not. It looks like it, right? Yeah, I think so. Just some random Vegas fan. They do put these live shots in. They put the reporters in, like, peculiar situations where they are, like, you know, just standing there with a light on them. And someone's, like, wasted going, yep, that's that's definitely a Knights fan. Some wasted guy in Vegas is just going to go, Oh, watch this. And then they run up and (laughs) who knows what he was trying to say at the end of the day, but she fucking nailed it. He was probably just trying to run and be like, you know, but the other sport that's wrapping up, as we mentioned, is uh, basketball. And I don't know. I came across this. I've never seen this before. Kevin Durant uh, got asked a question that is just so fucking this guy's not going to win the Rochi Award for Best Reporter if we do that one because this guy it's like this guy has been waiting his whole life now this is back when Kevin Durant was on the Brooklyn Nets so this is an old clip but when I came across it I just said this fucking guy he I hope again I hope this is an Andy Reid Luke Rutz situation where this guy's trolling the world and he's not actually this stupid let's see Kevin uh, KD why, why do people call you KD um, can I call you Katie? Or? Yeah. Okay. My, my first name is Kevin. Uh-huh. Right. And my second name, my last right, name, my second name, my last name is Durant with a D. KD? <laughs> the guy asked that. Why do they call you, the, why, Kevin Durant, why do they call you KD? And Kevin Durant hilariously just straight up answered. He's like, my, my first name's Kevin and my, my, my last <clears throat> name is Durant. Uh, but that guy... Part of me wants to just pray that this is pure and that this man is stupid and that he has gone to every fucking game and never gets called on by Kevin Durant. Finally, he did. And boy, oh boy, the lights went out. He went blank because even if you listen to him there, he's like, Kevin, uh, uh, why, why, why do they call you Katie? He had nothing, nothing. And I don't know what press conference this was. Maybe it was a press conference where Kevin Durant was particularly honorary and he didn't want to ask him anything too serious that would uh, get him, you know, to walk out of the room or get him angry. Play it again. Let's hear the hesitation in his voice. Also, this could be a troll <laughs> job. I don't know what's real anymore. And it's actually, it's, this, this might be a troll job. We're finding out in the booth. Oh, oh so, my God. Oh, might be a letterman. Well, Milo's puppet. doing a great job filling in for Rob by finding <laughs> these things out. That's a guy from letterman. What guy do we know? David. That is David letterman. No, is it? No, I mean, you're right. Probably now that I'm... God damn it. It's David oh, Letterman at a press conference. 
And that's what makes all the sense in the world. It sounds like David Letterman now that I think about it. I just got trolled by myself. Yeah, that's that's David Letterman. I got trolled by myself. I don't think anyone's. I'm not going to put anyone on on uh, throw anyone under the bus for sending this into my gullible ass. I'm just going to say that I did it myself. I feel like I'm the one who did it. It's David Letterman. It definitely is. And he he figured it out. Milo's fact checked it already he's already doing a bang up job thank you milo even though i'm mad now <laughs> at myself only i'm not getting mad at a roach reporter let's cleanse the palate i mean people people are starting to like when this happens to me so i'm getting a, so now i have to be like extra now i don't know up from down you know well let's cleanse the palate with some charles barkley because boy oh boy i'm just you know a deluge of these comes gets sent in classic moments that I've missed because I've been sleeping on it for so long. God, David Letterman. What a he's a, going he's a genius. Him, he's just banging and banging and banging. When a guy's banging you, you don't you spin off of him. Those are the worst defenders to play against, actually, because if you can feel their body, uh, come on. Eighteen <laughs> points for Joker. Only Nugget. See, I feel like Charles Barkley too now. Now my cynical sense is coming out. Charles Barkley knows exactly what he's doing too. He's like, I'm going to say some gay innuendo or I'm going to talk about fuck. Like I'm going to say something sort of like cheeky where it sounds like I'm fucking a boy and Shaq is going to love it. Or I'll say something about a giant dick, anything to make Shaq giggle. And then that's what he does. He's like, every, he's like, how can I shoehorn something uh, homoerotic into my analysis of the game so Shaq can crack up when we go viral. I'm starting to think that because I'm so jaded now. You know? Am I am I wrong? Could he be doing that all season long? There's so many moments. I mean, yeah, if you were doing a show with your best friend, why wouldn't you wind him up a little bit? Set him up. I don't think Charles Barkley's just naturally stumbling into these anymore. No, he's not. Let's see another one. I'm young boy is coming. They are down three games to two. But they send the series back to Los Angeles for Game Six on Friday. Young boys, them young boys coming. Them young boys coming. I mean, see, he's just—it's—it's all the time. Now I'm on to you, Charles Barkley. (laughs) It's no longer endearing, if indeed you are teeing it up like that for Shaq. Shaq is endearing to me. Shaq is pure. He is a sweet man. He's just giggling at funny little things. Well, now I want to hear something that's someone else making a fool of themselves. Let's play the national anthem one. What the hell? What the hell did she just say? Look at those people. They're just like, huh? What? They know the national anthem. You know it. It might be in a place. It's the Seattle. I believe they're the Thunderbirds uh, minor league hockey team. Uh, in my NHL 23 create a player. I may or may not have spent some time on the Seattle, Seattle team there. But, um, yeah, that was a person screwing up the national anthem. How do you, even if it's in the minors, get selected <laughs> to sing our national anthem and fuck up the words? Unless it's like a complete, like, the bright lights are on and you get super nervous. Because... I mean, it's one of those things that you must have practiced. I've never practiced it. I haven't even practiced it in preparation of playing this video. And I and let's I bet you I can do it. I bet you I can know all the words. And I bet you I can do the Canadian national anthem. Ooh. Should, which one should you I do can't first? Can't even get in. 
I can't even get into Canada. I know their national anthem. They play it at every fucking Buffalo Sabres game. <laughs> it's the only sports team in North America that plays both anthems at every game, no matter who the two teams are that are playing. Ooh. Isn't that crazy? Oh, Canada, our home and native land. True patriots in all our sons command. With glowing hearts we see thee rise, the true North Star and free. Through far and wide, O Canada, we stand on guard for thee. God keep our land glorious and free. O Canada, we stand on guard for thee. That's the end. Did I get it right? I don't know. I might have screwed up one or two words. Fact check me out there. And then it comes a bum ba bum 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 Oh say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the starlight's last gleaming. I fucked it up already. See, I guess I can't do it. Who's broad stripes and bright stars? Through the perilous fight, hold oh, the ramparts we watch. We're so gallant. Did I do that part already? Nope. See, I You're keep good. fucking no, it up. No, you were good. We're so gallantly streaming. And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave. Oh, the land of the free and the home of the brave. Fireworks. Play ball. Now, see, I fucked up in the like me, mummy part, you know? That lady fucked up at the brave. <laughs> that's the most obvious part. Man, that's a hell of a way to kill four minutes. <laughs> I hope we get some lovely remakes of that. Oh, please. I want to see like the music, put the flag, you know, Chiron the flag over me. I don't fucking know what you're going to do. but Give us a montage of what it would look like if Josh could be in Canada. Oh, yeah. If I'm allowed to go someday down the road, hopefully we'll get that all fixed up. They hear you singing like that. Well, nothing more American than a hot mic. Well, that's true. I want to come up there and sing the Canadian national anthem. <laughs> Would I be allowed? Uh, nothing's more American, though, than a hot mic on a baseball field. Let's hear Cody Bellinger curse. Nothing better than Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Cody, hot mic, hot mic, Cody, hot mic. That's my. That's America. That's yes. how I want to end the national anthem. And the home of the brave. And then Cody Bellinger just goes, "Fuck." <laughs> Play it again. Yeah, that's, that's the best type of fuck yell. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Cody. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
everyone popped now, up. Now, during queue. COVID, those were happening all of the time because <laughs> there was nobody in the crowd. This was while there was like a full crowd of people. We still picked that one up. And boy, oh boy, was Cody Ballinger pissed about popping that one up. Or I don't even know if he popped it up or it was a ground out. It's too tiny for me to see from here. But either way, he knew what was happening right away. And he fucking screamed to the high heavens. Well, to wrap up the show, a big story involving a basketball player known as Zion Williamson, former first-round draft pick to the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, this involves something juicy. I love basketball players and all the pussy that they get. That's my favorite part about <laughs> basketball. If I were to get on board with basketball, it would be because of all the pussy that is thrown at these men to a professional extent. Some of these women, they go, uh, they show up at the hotels, they find out where they're staying, they seduce them, they steal their jizz, and then they try to make million dollars inside their bodies. That's what they try to do. And uh, some women, you know, they don't have to try that hard because the men just do it for them. You see? So it is just a racket out there. In Zion Williamson, he is just, you know, getting a deluge of women, I'm sure. And recently, two of the women he's been seeing collided on Twitter, and it's been outed and spilled out all over the place. That's because Zion posted a photo of him and his lady revealing that they're having a baby. When that happened... Another woman, an OnlyFans model by the name of Mariah Mills, took to her Twitter account with a series of tweets dragging the NBA All-Star forward for his pregnancy announcement. Mills wasn't too happy with the news and proceeded to uh, air out Zion with messages the two exchanged in an uh, undisclosed time. Now, there have been a back and forth. I've had discussions. I just did uh, Danny Brown's show uh, with uh, your mom's house folks, and I was talking with him about this, and he had it, when he had heard the story, he had it confused that the woman who was pregnant was the mistress and that Zion was dating the OnlyFans model. I assumed that the OnlyFans model was the mistress and Zion was dating the woman whom is pregnant. The truth is, it's probably neither of them. They're probably both just chicks that got fucked by Zion Williams. <laughs> you know? But so, I mean, try to take that part out of it. Try to look at it from a point of these are just two women that Zion is fucking. Uh, so in the first set of posts, Mills shared an image where Zion reached out to her through Snapchat. That always says that's how I reach out to the girl I'm seeing. That's a serious relationship. I Snapchat her. <laughs> he was telling her how much he loves seeing her in a pair of jeans and wanting to talk to her about moving to New Orleans. And she wrote to him. I hate you, dot, 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 OMG, dead rose emoji. Hashtag Zion Williamson looks like you been had a girlfriend and sleeping with other women behind my back. So she's saying she's the girlfriend. He, she, he was sleeping with other women and impregnating them behind her back. At Zion Williamson, you liar, she tweeted before allegedly she could be, uh, wait, she tweeted before alleged she could be, oh, she alleged that she could be pregnant as well, excuse me. She was saying, better pray I'm not pregnant, too, because I'm definitely late at Zion Williamson. Well, that's just, uh-oh, now I'm pregnant. I'm not getting my period. Uh, you can't just, like, make that be a thing, but I guess she wanted to strike fear in his heart. She continued with, I was with you last week in New Orleans, and you couldn't tell me you had a random thought pregnant after all I've done for you at Zion Williamson. I let you fuck me so many times without a condom, and this is what you do to me? A hood rat that does CPN? What does that mean, CPN? 
I also wonder what that meant. A hood rat that does CPN. Mm. I wish we had someone from the streets here that could figure that one out. Mill said Zion was putting her life in danger fucking all these hoes raw while claiming she tried to tell him about trapping type hoes. She also took responsibility for motivating him to get back in shape following his weight gain and allowed him to have sex when whichever way he wanted. I did so much for you. I let you fuck me all the ways. I said, look out for the trapping thoughts. Fuck me raw and no one else. I let you come in me. It's very like vanilla sky. I swallowed your cum, Daniel. (laughs) It's just bizarre that she thinks that she's not the uh, side thought. That's what I assumed when I saw the story, even though she was projecting in this way. It's so funny, too, because she's communicating with him in Snapchat, and, and Zion's communication with her in Snapchat is basically like, so how much money are you expecting me to give you to move to New Orleans. There it is right there, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not girlfriend. You don't communicate that over Snapchat to the one you love, at least in my world. The tweets got more personal when Mills <laughs> said Zion's baby mother was toxic and made him gain weight. So the woman, So now she's blaming the other. See, if you don't know, <laughs> Zion Williamson is a, uh, a very large man who uh, showed up this season and just is just a fat guy now he just got so fat do we have the zion williamson like fat photos i mean they were going around the internet i don't like to fat shame a guy but it prevented him from playing very many games this season as i understand uh because it caused injuries and things like that so he's just becoming uh ballooning out of sorts and so teams are telling or the team's telling him to get you know in shape and she claims she was getting him on a Good workout plan, evidently, getting that cardio in by fucking her in all the ways. That was seemed like uh, the way that she was trying to help out. If you just drain your jizz into me, then you'll be weighing less. <laughs> the tweets got more personal when Mills said Zion's baby mother was toxic and made him gain weight. She added that she's upset because Zion allowed himself to get finessed and is done with him now. However, she had a quick change of heart when she started dragging Zion's baby mother. Why be a low-budget baby mama when you can be the kept girlfriend, Mills tweeted. I guess I'ma be stepmommy. You not fucking up me and Zion Williamson's plans, baby or not. It is what it is off this. You need a baby, so get a bag. I get it. I uh, just cause we not on the same level. So now she's like, Oh, please. You want to get impregnated by Zion? Sick. I'm still the main one. And when you're all fat and shit, he's going to come over here and dump it into me. I'm in Atlanta. Ho, see me in December. Or should I say at my new condo in New Orleans? What happened? Oh, I thought you were talking to Alex. (laughs) I thought that was Alex (laughs) talking about a corner. Uh, I'm in Atlanta. Ho, see me in December. Or should I say at my new condo in New Orleans? And then she tweeted the woman, we sister wives now. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Lord. Zion gets traded to Utah. <laughs> get with it or get lost, but I'm going to get more always, clown emoji. He don't play about me when it comes to spoiling. I'm his princess, you burnt out baby mama. Zion then revealed that he was going to be a father with a gender reveal video on Tuesday. His girlfriend, Akima, posted a four-minute YouTube clip on her channel highlighting the special day. At the beginning of the recording, the soon-to-be girl dad said, My baby, you're going to see this at some point. I don't know what the future holds, but mommy and daddy love you. He didn't say anything about stepmommy loving him. 
loving her either. Williamson concluded as he held on to Akima, if you don't know nothing else in the world, know that mommy and daddy love you for life. Aw. I can't wait till she's all grown up and sees the articles that came <laughs> following her announcement of being born. What a life. Well, well, she'll be rich, so who gives a shit? <laughs> we can all hope the same success for ourselves. Well, that does it for another episode of the Josh Potter Show. And uh, Dr. Drew is going to be the guest next week. I'm just going to say it out loud. If you made it this far, I want you to get the little surprise. I gave a tease at the beginning, and so I'm just going to give it up here at the end. He's all confirmed. It's ready to go, and I can't wait for him to be right here with me inside the Roach Motel. Thank you to Kirsten. Thank you to Alex. Thank you to Milo. Good first day. You you debunked things. Even though my brain's in a pretzel, and I'm going to go home and question everything. I want you to go over to my Instagram at Josh underscore Potter or my Twitter at J underscore Potter. Check out the links. Lots of shows upcoming. Uh, We've got lots of things for the end of the year. Hopefully going to fill in some summer stuff because there's a couple of baseball games that I want to go to. Other than that, though, uh, next, uh, well, the 23rd and 24th, I'm going to be in San Antonio with Annie Letterman. So if you're going to be out that way, come hang out. Come see us. We always have a blast. And uh, yeah subscribe rate review josh potter show at gmail.com is where you can send things in keep sharing the show i see so many people saying things like i can't believe more people don't watch this stuff like that well it helps if you tell people about it so i appreciate it if you are spreading the word and getting more roaches on board and i hope we see you next week right here inside the roach motel on the josh potter show